Hello, and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyze games one system and letter at a time. I'm Sol, and I'm the fattiest one. I'm Mark, and I'm the funniest one. I'm Dan, and I'm the um, one who's the least interested in this game right now, one. Could have just been the ginger one. Oh, well, all right. I'm Ginger Spice. (laughs) (laughs) For this second series, season two, or what we call it, World 2, right? We're covering the Sega Mega Drive. Or Sega Genesis, if you're from the... USA! We're working our way from A to Z. That's how an alphabet works. But we we put a number on the end, which is now an alphabet works, but that's what we're doing anyway. And we've reached F. World 2, Stage 6, F is fastest one. Fastest number one. Fast. It's fast. It's the one that's fast. It's fastest number one, and it is a game. But before we get into all that guff about that game, we normally have a little round-the-table chat, and it's been nearly four weeks since our last podcast. So... It goes without saying we've been up to so much. This this podcast is going to have to be trimmed down from a five-hour record into the traditional one hour and 15 minutes that we normally do. How long was the last episode? It was a pretty long one, that the was. The last a one was nearly... Like a bonus episode. Two hours. Two hours. Yeah, if ever we make it to Patreon, we'll release the extended versions <laughs> with the ums and the ahs and the ramblings about loaded magazine and, and lad mag culture about the 90s yeah and the squeaky chairs and the drinks clinking i'm gonna work my way from the left of my screen and that is dandle the beard gill and what have I, you been up to over the last three and a bit weeks young man i think i'll probably have to try and go in reverse which is fine unless you're in a car you can reverse yeah. cars <laughs> That's, that's allowed. So, it's main direction. Friday, Friday, I watched the new Space Jam film. Ah, oh. cool. Is that like sorry, strawberry sorry jam? To hear that. Um, no, it's like it's the Warner Brothers basketball one in it. Yeah, LeBron James can't act for toffee, but um, is it still mixed with cartoon and all that kind of crap, like the old one? It starts. Yeah, it starts off regular, then he gets sucked into a cartoon, becomes a cartoon and completely, and then it becomes kind of a mix of both. And then uh, Don Cheadle's a bad guy, and it's weird watching Don Cheadle be a bad guy. I can't, I didn't get on with it. But, uh, mm. So is, is he is he wrong Cheadle? Is he what? <laughs> wrong Cheadle. Is he wrong Cheadle then? <laughs> yeah. That's him. Um, Don's gone wrong. But um, yeah, it was all right. I don't think I've seen the first one, so I can't really compare it. Well, that ruins my question of, is it a sequel or is it a reboot or is it a reimagining or is it a this or is it a that? Because the answer is, you ain't got a clue. Yes, it's one of those. Yeah, it's um, cool. Games-wise... One one second, please. What? One second. What is the main ingredient in Space Jam? Bugs Berry. Uranus. Bugs Berry. (laughs) (laughs) They were obvious, weren't it? Come on. I can't believe that you didn't expect that would come in. (laughs) Don't get jamming Uranus. Yeah. Does, does Uranus have rings? <laughs> if you don't wipe properly. <laughs> Go on then, what games were you playing? <laughs> um, well, I finally managed to get a graphics card from my little tiny PC that I've got, but it's only, it's not a very, it's, it's an old one and it's a low profile, like half height one. So I've not been playing like 
good games. <laughs> I've played something that's um, um, on Xbox's game preview called Prodeus. Prodeus, I think. Prodeus. Not Parodius, like the old shooter, but Prodeus. It's like someone's played Doom and gone, ah, oh, I wish this played like a modern game. And they've literally just recreated it as a modern game. But it still looks all pixely, but you can aim properly. And you've still got like all your regular mini guns. Oh, you shotgun. mean the old Doom? I was going to say there is, because Doom is modern. But you mean like the proper, no. proper, proper old school one. I understand. Yeah, and it's it's quite graphic. There's lots of blood and explosions and stuff. Not as graphic as the, the yeah. new, new Dooms, but... <laughs> It's good though. I liked it. It's even even so much of it's that much of a copy that when you get to the end of a stage, um, the screen kind of runs down, you know, like blood, like it used to do. No. Uh, yeah. It's that much. It's that much of a copy, um, which is fun. It's worth trying out. I've also been playing Phoenix Point. Don't know if you've heard of that, but that is uh, an XCOM style game made by the bloke who originally made XCOM years ago. Uh, I want to say it's called Justin Dorup or something like that. XCOM being it's a Ju- turn-based uh, thing. That's him. Right. Yes. It's like it's Julian Gallup because uh, Chris CMP, friend of the show, had uh, some of his original uh, stuff. I think Laser Squad, possibly. If you remember Laser Squad from the Abitas, I think he had that stuff uh, autographed by him. At one of the revivals we went to. Oh, wow. Didn't she know was that. there as a talker. Cool. Sorry, go on. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's really, really worth playing. I'm enjoying that. I don't normally like those kind of things. But for some reason, this one's ticking the boxes for me. I really, I really enjoyed XCOM back on the PC, mid-90s, early to mid-90s, whatever that was. Well, so I never played the re redooms, and I did pick up that uh, Mario Rabbids thing, which is of the same ilk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. tactics type turn based thing. Yeah, XCOM Movie. Mario. And what's that on? Uh, PC as, again. Um, is it just available anywhere, <laughs> or just Steam or Epic? Probably shop or something. Probably everywhere, but I'm playing it on PC. You just get possessed by a it's, muppet. It's coming to Game Pass soon. <laughs> no, I just am one. <laughs> Um and I've been playing lots of things. It's because it's been four weeks, so I've been bouncing around. Something called Going Under, which is a roguelike type game published by Team Seventeen, developed by a company called Agro Crab, which is a kind of the the, the logo is a crab with a knife. Um, and that's that's um set in. A marketing agency and there's all these little pipes that go to little companies underneath the ground which are like a one of them's a bitcoin kind of company <laughs> it's basically it's just taking the piss out of millennials uh, roguelike setting a workplace it's all right it's fun decent enough but yeah it's about it really don't think i've watched much else on tv and uh other films i finished watching that clarkson farm thing Really enjoyed that. Um, it is. I've not got around to watching it. I know we said it on the last podcast, but it's it's getting rave reviews from everyone. I like really. it as well. It's nice, relaxing telly. Oh, God, I'm going to have to go watch it then. <laughs> yeah, especially when you find out how much he made at the end of the series, how much that year's worth of farming brought him <laughs> to his bank balance. I want 
after that, I was like, wow. Oh, right. I'll, uh, I'll have a look then. I'm assuming he'll amend now, but we'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave that fiddly squat. All right. Yeah, but it's me, really. Where are you going next, Sol? You done, Mark. Me? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll keep my powder dry. Okay, excellent. Um, I've done a great deal because I flew back to England to flog the house. And then I were trapped in it because of the stupid quarantine rules. And even though I paid to get out at day five, they didn't give me the day five results till day nine. And all of my tech was obviously here in Lanza. So um, I, I just had my laptop. Uh, but what I did go back to was a game you had recommended to me a long time ago, so that I just couldn't get into, um, which was Oxen Free. Um, so that uh, it's point and click type narrative kind of thing and it's all right uh i still haven't finished it yet i keep dipping in and out of it for five minutes here five minutes there i, I think i must be reasonably close to end but yeah it's all right i wanted something to fill the gap that disco elysium had left and it didn't does, it, does, does that mean you finished disco elysium off yeah yeah i finished disco elysium yeah um which was in the end disappointing because there's only one ending well you either win or lose so i guess there's two endings um but all of the consequences of the choices that you make, whilst they affect your character, they don't really affect the outcome of anything at all. So I guess there's replayability in in that I could go back and um, approach different puzzles in different ways and things like that, but I, I'm always going to end up with the same outcome. So that's a little bit naff, really, on a game that was so good all the way through. Um, but yeah, that's it, gaming-wise. I, I literally haven't touched another thing. I've tried several times to get into that new resident evil and it just pisses me off because like resident evil 7 was really really good until it turned into resident evil towards the end and you started throwing loads of enemies at you and it was like well you'd created a really good atmosphere here and there were some good puzzles and uh, nice creeping around and it were a bit creepy and weird and and now you've turned it back into resident evil but in first person and it's just it's a bit jarring it don't work and then this one they start off that way and i'm thinking oh fuck off i don't want to fight 84 werewolves I want to creep around and not out shit myself um and that's not a luxury that i've got so i i, I just can't be asked fighting werewolves or lichens sorry or whatever they decide to call them films so you you didn't liken that i didn't liken it much no um film wise I've watched the new Conjuring film, which is all right. And I watched Cruella with the kids, which I was really surprised at loving. I thought it was really, really good. But it did occur to me when I was watching these films, because I've watched another few films with the kids lately, gone back and you know, we watched the other Conjurings, from exa- for example. Why is every fucking film now a James Bond film in the terms of its setup? Every Christopher Nolan film starts with some big set piece, then goes back into some exposition, and then carries on with a normal story. Like Bond starts off with his previous mission, and then always on to his new one. Set piece, set piece, set piece, off you go. And that now has followed through into horror, I've noticed. So when you look at all the Conjuring Universe films, they're the exact same. So you've got Conjuring 2, starts off with Amityville, the previous job. Then it goes on to the exposition, then on to the new job. New job, new job, set piece, set piece, set piece. And Cruella did exactly the same thing. Thing. starts off with Cruella as a child action set piece skip to where she is now exposition set piece set piece set piece and um so I'm falling out with films now they can go fuck themselves 
Um, so I, I need to see some films. A Tenet. I watched Tenet as well. And that was like, oh, there's another one. Fucking James Bond once again. Starts off with a big fiery explosion. Then it slows down. Set piece, set piece. So, um, so yeah, I'm not watching any more films until everybody stops trying to be James Bond. Series-wise, I watched something on Apple TV <laughs> called Physical that's very good. It's got Rose Byrne in it. And it is um, set in the 80s, and she is, she suffers from an eating disorder. She's like bulimic. So, and you hear her in a monologue all the time. So she's talking to people. She's looking at them going, look at you, you disgusting fat fucking bitch. I bet you love feeding your face with fucking pies, you awful bastard. So they got just this in a monologue of this awful, like, <laughs> woman as it's going through. And their coping mechanism is she creates the first ever uh, fitness uh, video uh so um so you've got the two sort of storylines running along alongside each other and at the same time as that her husband's trying to be some politician but too busy getting an eye on mushrooms and it's quite a good i mean it's a drama but it's definitely funny so uh, i would i definitely recommend that and that's it that's that's what, been the what was that called again? that's called physical as in, as in let's, let's get, get physical. um so yeah that's, that's to, been um, the extent of it really I used to go to uh pub quizzes quite a bit at university and our quiz name was always let's get quizzical oh nice oh there was some combination of that like quiz you bank or something like that oh also sorry there is something else i've played this pile of fucking shit we're going to talk about in a bit <laughs> right onwards and upwards don't give it away <laughs> hashtag spoiler i've i've been playing uh not more. I went back to play Gears. What Gears we on now? Eighteen Gears of War, eighteen or something. Whatever it is, I think the it's new five, one. Five, it? yeah. If I'm, right. if I stop being so daft, Gears five, and I think that got really good reviews. So I thought I'm going to go back and play Gears of War one and two and three. And the three, redo and of one get, to get to five. So I did the redoing one, the ultimate, and played that on the PC. Enjoyed it. It's like playing a Fast and Furious film uh, game. It's like playing a Fast and Furious film whereby you don't really need to think about it that that much. No, you just kind of touch through it. If I remember rightly, though, unless they've ironed this out in the reboot, the last boss they handed your ass to you lots and lots of times. Yes, still does. All right. Yeah, they didn't change it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and then I I bounced straight over onto uh, Gears of War 2. And I might start Gears of War 3 tonight. I... Because it's just... It, it, I'm just taking my brain out a bit. It's just nice I, to sit in here and just I, play and not have to really think about anything. It's a bit of a re- release. I think Gears of War 3 was probably my fave. I know it wasn't the one that got the best reviews and everything, oh. but I think... Yeah, and and that's that's why I, I stepped back, because I think there was about a four or five year... Re- difference between two and three mm. and then it got average reviews and just thought I'm not playing more of the same yeah but because the, the subsequent ones the latest one has got pretty good reviews so I thought oh, I'll go on then. I can't get into the the most recent one that much I did really 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 like Father where it introduced like a mechanism of almost like um, plants versus zombies like a tower defensey type uh, levels where it'd all kind of stop and right. you had to build turrets around everywhere and plan and prep what you were going to do know, when these hordes came in. So it introduced that as a mechanism. It's not Gears Tactics, is it? No, that's that's in Gears it's... of War 4. It's like part of it. You know, there's certain little, right, okay. certain little set pieces where 
um you know you've got guns you can drag and set them off running and um you know and, and strategically placing them in the right place and running around and dropping mines and dropping bombs it's quite quite good so that added something to it that was worthwhile uh, but the and then the fifth one seemed to, to add some little robot that I didn't think were worthwhile at all. So I couldn't quite get into it. Because I'm just like, yeah. why are you talking you to me? Fuck off, robot. Goodbye. <laughs> do you remember from the first two, you've got Jack, who follows you around and he opens doors for you. Yeah, he's so, one of them, isn't he? Well, it doesn't really interact anything apart from to give you a, a breather while he cuts open doors. Mm. But it's just just send Jack in and just find out where everything is. And then, then well, we'll just go in and do well, what we need to well, do. Well, that's like five, because that Jack, you can go, drop me some ammo, pick that ammo up. Can you, can you come wipe my ass for me? Oh, oh struggling you can interact with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. And I've been doing my Zelda streams over on Twitch on a Sunday. Well, I say I have. Uh, it seems to be that we've had the Euros final and then I've been in Wales on a bit of a break and then I just seem to keep being busy on a Sunday night. But this Sunday I should be back at it. In terms of films and TV and that, I haven't watched it, but I'm keen to watch Ted Lasso, the new series that came out a few days ago. Yeah, I'll be watching so, that as well. I don't know. Yeah, I'll be watching that. But I'm sorry, I, I killed I killed Richard Donner. Kebab. The, 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 film, the film director of Superman and Lethal Weapon and stuff because I watched The Omen. Yeah, which was his, his like breakout big film, and then he died two days later. Stop murdering, good filmmakers. So I'm sorry about that, but but then I did watch Omen Two. Why don't you like do everyone a favor and watch a Steven Spielberg film? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to do it. You'd have to do it. Okay. <laughs> I, I so yeah, a bit of a retro film tip. I've, I've watched Omen One and Two. And I watched from 1983 a film called Joysticks, which has this theme tune in it. Keen eyes, quick hands, energize my soul again. Gonna see my name in lights. Late with my joystick. Wiggle left, turkey right. Yeah, it sounds like everything from the 80s. Yeah. It does, not it? Playing with my joysticks. <laughs> and um, and it, you can clearly see it was a film positioned for uh, the Porky's-type crowd, and it's about a, a local arcade where loads of birds, like 80s women, just seem to have their breasts out and that kind of like college Sold. jock. So, and I think I've seen this. The full film is on YouTube. All right, if you cool. want to watch it from na- 1983, it's absolute shit. Oh. <laughs> but it's the kind of film that you would have got out at um, age 12. Yeah, and, <laughs> watch. and, and stifled uh, a bone. Because you've, you've reminded me of something here that I have watched um, in that same vein, and it was called the first Ameri- the last American Virgin, and it was like really weird. And it start, it's like American Pie in the 80s, or Superbad in the 80s at the beginning. And then it flips on its head and turns into quite a serious drama and has a load of substance it's... there that you don't expect. And then a real punch in the gut kind of ending. And this thing that starts off like, you know, a sex story about these three guys who want to get laid at the end of it, you're going, that's fucking horrible. But, uh, so yeah that's worth a watch 
but yeah, sorry, kind of left on. feeling the same way about this film <laughs> in the in the end. To be fair, uh, he's got oh, right. It didn't have the potential you thought it would have. In fact, it's it's some of the direction. Basically, it's just loads of close up on women's breasts. And That's good. It's before the likes of Kevin Smith, and you could argue against it. Before the kind of before the likes of Kevin Smith elevated dick and fart jokes up a bit. <laughs> it's exactly it's still that da- it's down there lower than porkies or or films of that ilk king frat and what have you it's worth checking out though for arcade um arcade theme gamers and to be honest i think that is it that i is forgot to say me oh hello i forgot to say i um in the last month i've done an old haven't i i've done an Shandy old granny. and and got <laughs> Got got aged. Um <clears throat> had a birthday in that and oh, I got yeah. the oh, yeah. Twilight Princess. Um Twilight Princess, no, wrong one. No Skyward, Skyward. Sword remaster. Yeah, and Mario Golf. I played those two. They're good from what I've played so far. <laughs> the the um motion controls on the Skyward Sword and the Joy Con seem to work fairly well. I th- I always thought they were pretty good on the Wii anyway, with the motion plus controller. But so far, I'm my, enjoying that, and it's mine's still in the shrink wrap. Oh, but it a week now, nearly two weeks. I'm desperate for something to play. I think this year has been one of the worst years I can remember for games, and I think it's you know, obvious, it's almost like there's been something going on. You know, but I also think it's there's a lot of stuff that uh, they because no one's bought these new generation of consoles. I think a bit like the films, you know, there's loads potentially just being sat on. Elden Ring must have been finished a fucking year ago, you know. So, but yeah, there's a serious uh, drought on decent games in there. There's no reason the games industry had to stand still. Everyone could work from home. <laughs> well, I think it's um, no one's buying those consoles. Well, some people are. Some people are buying no, them, hoarding them, and hoarding them out for two or three hundred pounds more than. But yeah, you can't get them. You can't get graphics cards for love nor money. Um, you know, because because uh, of cryptocurrency. Um, so it's been a bit of a shit year to be a gamer, really, this year. So, and then what we've done is compound that by playing shit games. Well, you see, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. But I've um, <laughs> I've fallen this week on realizing why I like Game Pass so much. Forgetting the forgetting the fact that it cost me a pound to upgrade it from just Xbox Live to Game Pass. Because I'm really not into the big AAA stuff, mm. Game Pass gives, because the way it's funded, it's a bit like the BBC license fee. The BBC, you'll always get some weird t- program that about six people watch about cats' toenails or something, which is funded <laughs> by people who watch things like EastEnders and Top Gear, as was. The big, big programs enable the smaller things that ordinarily wouldn't get commissioned on um commercial tv like itv because there wouldn't be the, the advertising revenue in it so you get to play a lot more left field and a lot smaller more interesting games where people have took a chance on it and i think mm. that's that's what game pass is beginning to enable and i think you're only going to see more of that as microsoft have bought they've been on a big buying spree haven't they buying lots of little um studios and hopefully they don't do what EA do and just ruin them uh, mm. they'll let them Breathe. just flourish as, with their yeah they, with their with yeah. their ideas you know, say the flip side of that though that can happen is like a 
shovelware all over the place because there's too much crap. So I hope it's a happy medium between the the two. Yeah, the, I, th- yeah they... I think you'll get that. But even even with shovelware, when you go back to stuff like the Wii, there's always hidden gems that people do actually start talking about. And that stuff, I think, will naturally rise to the surface just because more and more people would play it and people will talk about it in, in forums like this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we derailed you there. And so. on that note... <laughs> yeah, so... <clears throat> no, I don't think I've got anything else to say, really. Uh, I've just been... Cool, Anthony thanks, everyone. Uh, apart, <laughs> tune in next apart week. Apart three days... <laughs> apart from three days, I've got a month off work. Ooh. So I've been really busy in that ground rush you get before you, before you actually take time off work. And now it's a decompression period where I'll probably find time to play a load of stuff or I'll just get analysis paralysis, look at everything I've got and just surf the web. (laughs) (laughs) Just like when you used to go into Blockbuster Video and just stand there for four hours looking around and walk out with nothing. (laughs) Exactly. You walk out with uh, with just a bag of popcorn. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, why don't we get on to uh, the game, Mm. the game that we've been playing. It's what we're here for. This is the game. The game that we've been playing. So, a needle pulling for the past thread. few weeks. No. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> for the past few weeks, we've been playing a game called Fastest One. Developed and produced by Human Entertainment. Calling it a game's a bit of a stretch. according to wikipedia are best known for the fire pro wrestling series but they also did a couple of horror series called twilight syndrome and clock tower so i don't know if they ring any clock tower does yes i think the third clock tower was released by capcom so that's got to be good it's just a god-given certainty uh but what i recommend what i recognize most amongst their roster was super soccer for the super famicom which I remember because it had a cover that looked like from Roy the Rovers with a guy just like trying to serve a goal in nets and that. I think I recognised F1 pole position in, in their roster for the SNES. They, they did go on to do a like human F1 racing or something on the N64 as well. So they seem to have taken this concept, not realised they were onto a loser and continued to make games. So... They probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, hashtag spoilers. Anyway, coming in the wake of the likes of Monaco, Super Monaco Grand Prix, about a year previous on the Mega Drive, which incidentally was a good game. They're trying to, I assume that based on that, they're cashing in on the Formula One craze because it was a it was a really popular release for Super Monaco GP. And I think they thought, well, we'll do one better. We'll create a simulation. Super Monaco Wii Wii. As opposed to just a flat-out arcade game. So whereas Super Monaco GP, I'd sim- I think the most customization you could do was to change whether it was manual or auto. can't remember you being able to do anything else. These guys went, hold my pint, but proceeded to spill it. <laughs> They, this, yeah, this is a, this is essentially a simulation game in the same ilk as what came six, seven years later 
with Gran Turismo. Don't, don't forget Jeff Crammon's um, Grand Prix. Yeah, of course, yeah. But on this game, you've got several modes. You've got the championship, you've got a battle mode. What was the other one? Uh, you've got championship, I... battle mode, and free run or practice or whatever it was. Yeah, that's it, yeah. does what it says on the tin for those. But for the championship mode, which is what we've played, because we don't have any friends, physical friends, they're all dead. Uh, with the championship mode, it, you initially partake in a practice session, a free practice session of five laps, which you can't quit once you start. Then once you've done that, you've got a qualifying session, two qualifying sessions, which you can't quit once you've started. And then if you qualify successfully, you've got a Grand Prix, which you can't quit once you've started. There's a theme here, isn't there? But before each of those sessions, you can tweak your car. You can adjust the steering from an assisted steering, three levels of smooth steering, and a step steering. Now, I don't know if you tried that step steering, it, you turn the wheels at every tap of the D-pad, left or right, which is not conducive ah, to so a, it stays a there. game full of corners. Yeah. Yes. Ah, okay. Okay. So it's like it's like driving with a screwdriver. Yeah. Fuck that. That's really counterintuitive. Yeah, <clears throat> it is. And then, but particularly when you just have to tap it, there's no. Yeah, it's not <laughs> anyway, there, is it? We'll get onto the criticism of it. <laughs> yep. You could change your wing settings of your car so you could for either pushing it towards being uh speed or pushing it towards better cornering i've tried all five settings you've got too fast too cornering and just normal none of them seem to make any difference (laughs) apart from if you went too far on either way of that scale you span out okay Uh, so it's placebo 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 spin out yeah. Right, okay. Very much. You can also change your tires. So you've got uh, standard soft tires, you've got rain tires, you've got qualifying tires, and rain qualifying tires. And as you progress through the race, your tires do actually wear through, and you've got a pit to change them. You've got a nice little tire wear meter as you as in your practices and your qualifiers and stuff that you got to keep an eye on. That I invariably forgot about every time I had a race. <laughs> And finally, you have got your transmission or gear, as it's called. And it's either automatic, and I don't know if you figured this out, either of you, you've got auto, and you've got two other kind of semi-automatic. Yeah, you've got like a a real Ferrari is, haven't you? Or you've got like um, a proper manual. Right. Okay. I, I didn't dare come off auto because I was struggling okay. with this game full stop. So I thought, I don't want to think of I don't want to have, have more things to think about. And they're, they're the tweaks that you can make to to make your life better. Now, bef- when you do first start, you also get the choice of, you start down in the bottom bottom D rank of, of teams and you get a choice of these teams, which Daniel can tell me, he's the F1 guru, of what these should actually be. So you've got model, Team Model, Team Pond Metal, Team Corny, Team Arm Work, <laughs> which sounds like masturbation, and Team AGK. Any, are they supposed to be anybody? Yes. Yeah, they are. So, um, <laughs> Model's got to be mobile, right? 
1991. I don't know. I don't know what that one is supposed to be. Minardi, maybe. But yeah, there are there are some there were some companies with names similar to that, like AGS. All ah, right. Well, depending on all depending on which team you go, all teams have got various different car attributes. I always went for the faster one, and they they you get a choice. Each team seems to have a selection of engines of Ford Ford, which which I believe Ford. Is Ford. Yeah. Yep. You've got Barossa, which was Porsche, I believe, and then my favourite. Dumbogalini, <laughs> which I guess was Lamborghini, Lamborghini. Yeah. with with a with, with a big eared elephant, and that's the gist of it. And you've just fourteen courses around the world, like a typical Grand Prix, and you have to undertake those three practice qualifying and races every time, and you're not able to get out of that hell by skipping anything. I bought a second-hand copy of this from someone. <laughs> and you own this. It cost me five pounds. <laughs> it cost me five. It cost me five pounds. But on that save file, there's four save files on there. One of the save file of a previous owner. I don't think it'd have been Porchy. They they are into championship season number nine. Race something or other. Wow. So they've had over nearly. They've had nearly a hundred races. On this, I couldn't put up with any more than three. Were they like, no. you know, I, I imagine that when they were doing those races, have you seen Hostel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's what it was. I think they were in a chair and some weird doctor was going, you must progress to level four. And they were going, no, please, no. Just fucking stab me in the eye up, blow torch my face up. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's worth mentioning. Actually, the game screen because it is a game. Uh, it's split up into three sections. So at the top, you've got a why well, oddly why it, it's like why watching. is it like that? I don't know why. It's fucking ridiculous. This is the worst UI ever conceived. It's yeah. It's split up into three sections, like a Neapolitan ice cream. At the top, taking up. A third of the screen is the active race car, so you can see where the cars are on the track, where you are on the track. An entire third of the screen that takes up. Then you can watch the race as if you're looking through a very small letterbox. And because of that, uh, the corners, because of that perspective, the corners come up so fast and so aggressively that you can't really work out what you've got to do. And then the bottom, well, I say it's three thirds, but that bottom section is full of the timing of the your practice lap seems a lot bigger yeah. and it seems to be taking up far too much real estate on that screen. Mm. And you are following for just like any racing game, you're following it from behind and you have to drive around the course and do it well. I'm really struggling to find anything more to say. There isn't about what any is more to say. Move on the racing game. Let's get to it. Let's get to the. You've explained uh, it. <laughs> let's get to the damn. Get to the. But that's it. <laughs> get, that that's the summary of of slowest lost. Yes. I think we should probably go on to our uh, our regular interlude. <laughs> cultural interlude. Cool. Something interesting might happen. <sighs> right, we can talk about some stuff we actually enjoyed, maybe. I don't know. Possibly. I looked at the notes, yeah, I don't know what's in here. 
<laughs> so I t uh, what what I sloppily failed to mention at the in the opening salvo was that this was released on June the twenty eighth, nineteen ninety one. Oh, cool! That so means it's not, not Christmas. Christmas. Yay! So we might have summer blockbusters. So before we jump into our final thoughts on Slowest Lost, let's check out what was happening in the singles charts, the album charts, the films charts, and in the general gaming environment in the UK on June the 28th, 1991. Singles, straight in at number three is Chorus by Erasure. Thank you for that. Yeah, that didn't immediately spring to mind, and I love Erasure. Erasure were at their height here. Were they? Weren't they? Really? Well, is this around? I love to hate you. And the Abba thing. Yes. I think they peaked around the Abba thing. Yeah, the Abba thing, yeah. Yeah. Late 80s, early 90s was their thing, yeah. Blue Savannah song, oh, and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, dropping to number two was Color Me Bad with creepy sex song, I Wanna Sex You. Oh, up. you wouldn't get that now, would you? Fucking me too would be no, going mad up there. <laughs> Color, <laughs> I wanna get consent. That'll be the new version. <laughs> 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 they're not they, you wouldn't you wouldn't get away with it now in the same look at all look at the, the blurred lines uh fury that that unleashed <laughs> so now you won't have this but these four guys they, they don't look like they should be singing a, a slow they should be i don't know what they look like they look like catalog models it's weird i wouldn't let them babysit let's put it that way <laughs> that's what they look like <laughs> Tick tock, you don't stop. Up to the hop, tick tock, you don't stop. Right, okay. Do I get a choice in that? Do I get a say in it? <laughs> and at number one, a song which we've already covered in this series, World 2, was Andrew Lloyd Webber and Jason Donovan with Any Dream We Do. I close my I closed my eyes. There you go. Went for a Burton. <laughs> I'm wearing a turban. Ooh, cultural appropriation. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. That's your singles. Yeah. Albums charts. At number nine was Deacon Blue with their album, Fellow Hoodlums, which featured Twist and Shout. Now, it's not that Twist and Shout that you're thinking of. That what the Beatles did don't sing. It's you've got a lot of things to say about it. Blue sky and some world in the world in the do do that one. Remember? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play it for you. No, I won't. Can't I think I remember the song. <laughs> I quite liked Deacon Blue. They were all right. They were a bit odd, weren't they? But they sort of they sort of yeah. sat in their own neat, nice little niche. Yeah, but they were jolly Scots people, weren't yeah, they? Just they were having a bit good. of a dance and that. Yeah. And number five was Beverly Craven with a self-titled album, Beverly Craven, <laughs> which featured the single Promise Me, Wait, wait for me. me, and I all my love for you. And I will be home soon. Ooh. 
It's a very nice song. Take your word for it. When you can, it's it's perfect for funerals. <laughs> and uh, number one was that honking goose share with her <laughs> album Love Hurts, which we've also featured in this series, which had the number one single on it. Love and understanding. <laughs> and that uh, bloody Shoop Shoop song. Yeah, what game was released at the same time? What, yeah, because we've had Shoop we have gone into the we? shop and bought? Yeah, I'm interested to know. I think know it was what... Alan Starmer. Was it? Right. So you could have gone into Alien Storm. Ah. So you could have you could have gone into Woolworths and seen Fastest One and Alien Storm on the shelves, and you could have gone. Ooh, Whoa, ooh, God, ooh. I don't know. I won't have yeah. Alien Storm. I'll have Fastest One because because yeah. I like cars. <laughs> and films. Now here is a very interesting selection of films for you. And again, as we did last episode, where wherever that Twitter. Uh, account that I follow that that has silly, silly writes up of the films. I've put them instead so we can have a, like a little bit of a quizzy, quizzy guessing game. Number three was Navy Seals featuring uh, that Charlie bloke and some people. And I watched the trailer today. I've having never seen Navy, <laughs> Navy Seals. I watched Seals. the trailer today. Oh my Charlie God. Sheen. They never rent quality flicks. They always pick the most intellectually devoid movie on the racks. Ooh, Navy Seals. Yeah, the one that um, um, I think Michael Bean's it, in it. One at Last Boys. Yeah, him. Did he? Yeah, Corey. So, Corey okay. Haim. So, no, Corey Fieldman said Charlie is this, Sheen is this bumped Corey Haim. Is this litigious? Are we allowed to keep this in? No, this is legit. This is like Corey Haim said it. Okay. In, no, and Charlie Sheen hadn't sued him. <laughs> oh. Corey Haim's dead. No, the other one then, the alive one. Feldman <laughs> I'm lost Feldman. yeah apparently <laughs> some, some 80s trivia on the set of the film Lucas when Corey Haim was 14 he lost his virginity to, at the time it was just tipped as a famous actor and that's what's supposed to have sent him spinning out into a life of drugs and everything like that and Corey Feldman came out recently and said that actor was Charlie Sheen that's what sent Charlie Sheen spinning off into a... Uh, <laughs> no, Charlie Sheen spun off into Corey Haim. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> Navy Seals sounds right, like the title okay. of a Steven Seagal film. It also sounds like a title of a cheesy game. And I only found out very, this very... week that Steven Seagal, for the past like 10, 15 years, has been a, an actual real-life police officer in Louisiana. Well, he likes donuts by the look of him, so it's probably the best place for him. <laughs> Imagine being in Louisiana and you you speed in and you get pulled over by, by Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're doing it because you want the ticket. Do you have to sign that ticket? Yeah, cool. I'll eBay it. <laughs> At number two, what film was this? Jailed for his revolutionary recipes, a maverick chef must mastermind his escape in delicious prison breaker. A maverick chef. A chef that's gone rogue. Jailed for his revolutionary recipes, a maverick chef must mastermind his escape delicious prison breaker. What is it? It's Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, it rubs the lotion on its skin. <laughs> and at number and at number one, uh, the character name gives it away. But you've got you've got two films to go at. Frank Drebin saves the world from environmental disaster and delivers more one-liners than is humanly possible. Yeah, we've had this before, haven't we? Naked Gun, isn't it? Yeah. Which one? Three and a third. Two and a half. And that's your culture. Wasn't 1991 a cultural melting pot of average? Yeah. Yeah, Nothing stands out, does it? Yeah. It's not the best week, is it? No. Mm. Fourth year of school as well. That were a similar situation. A year of averageness. Just waiting to escape. One more year to escape. Yeah. But we're a gaming podcast, allegedly. And here are the games from 28th of June, 1991. On the shelves in... <laughs> <laughs> ...was issue 116. And we've actually covered this issue already, so which is why I don't pick all the games out because A, the podcast will be 18 hours long and B, would never have games to cover if we ever hit the same issue. Good thinking. On the Amiga, coming... Oh, on the Amiga, go on. On the Amiga, coming from Gremlin Graphic, Gremlin in Sheffield, Sheffield, Yorkshire Boys, uh, scoring 87 was Hero Quest, which (laughs) was the... We'll have a look. Which was the board game version of Hero Quest. It was like an... The Hero Quest was a board game and this was an isometric representation of that. A bit like a dungeon crawler. Okay. You don't remember it? I don't big, remember it at big, all. Um, I'm having a look at it now, but no, you know, it does not ring any bells. Do you remember the board game? Uh, I don't. No. Oh, that god guy in the corner looking over everything. I think I do remember. I never played it. I definitely remember seeing it in magazines and shit, though. I wanted the board game so much as a kid. Never got it. Okay, now. We're in Yorkshire and you don't, you don't get anything. <laughs> No, it goes for loads of money, I think, on second hand now because everybody wants to relive the childhood of, like, big man babies. Uh, Wrestle War on the Mega Drive, scoring 87. Good this. Which was a conversion of the Sega. Let's keep our fingles, fingles, whatever they are, crossed for W then. Yeah, who knows? A randomizer might bring that out. But it's pretty decent. It's good. It's pretty good. I've never been a big fan of wrestling games, to be fair. They always felt a bit stodgy. It's because the characters were always big, thick and fat, weren't they? So, because they wanted to make them all muscular and ping. So, yeah, they always did seem just a little bit sluggish. And, like, wrestling, they kind of, when you do a throw, they'd then, like, be magnets and lump together to finish the move. And they were always just a bit clunky, weren't they? Well, speaking of wrestling Speaking of wrestling games, you, you mentioned um, Human Entertainment, who made Fastest One. Uh, and, and all these wrestling games. Yeah, yeah. Fire Pro Fire Wrestling. Pro wrestle, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World, that, that series is still going, and it was released mm-hmm. uh, in 2018 on the PlayStation 4. You look it up, it's got no... How it looks, it has no place on a PlayStation 4, but it looks infinitely customizable, and it must be massive in Japan. But because they're not the big into the wrestling, but obviously in the Western world, it's always been overshadowed by WWE. But it must have a big following to be going from the NES all the way through long. the SNES and 
yeah. just been still going. Because mm. I know mm. there was a lot of um, there was there was a lot of outpouring of emotion when Masato Masuda, who created that franchise, died in 2014. He was only 49. Did someone hit him with a chair? Um, I don't know what it was. At 49 years old, are you susceptible to dying from chair blows? Maybe. Well, in the ring you are. Don't want a chair in the ring. Oh God, no! <laughs> That's the last thing you want. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's like there is a big. It's like WrestleMania, the arcade machine. A lot of people love that. I never got on with it. Never. Just this stodgy walking through treacle. No, and I liked when I was in my early teens. I liked when WWF was big with the. Uh, yeah, we were bang into it Undertaker for a period of time, weren't we? We were you know, cheering yeah, that shit on. a couple of years when, when Sky first came out. But again, it's like it's like the same problem I've got with football games. I, I enjoy watching football, but I can't, I can't play football games, man. It's just not the same. Oh, anyway, bloody hell. Anyway, right. Moving on to the next game on the Mega Drive was Blockout. Is this like an Arcanoid Rift or it's a it's a Tetris alike where you looking down uh, into a rectangular shaft, <laughs> shaft, shaft. And dropping you dropping tetronomos downwards. I think I mentioned this on the B episode. Yeah, yeah, we, did. It, we covered it, it on um, the B episode. It's good. I remember that actually. Yeah, that scored eighty eight. They were impressed with that. And none of these were CMVG hits, I don't think. Maybe Hero Quest was, because we covered all the CMG, C and VG hits in our Alien Storm episode, which is 2-1, letter A. Go back and listen to that if you want. Do it. Because it's better than Fastest One. Which well, I guess might not be should, a better episode uh, for, for us to should. do, but it's a better game. <laughs> yeah, we mm. shouldn't. So... What is your verdict? So, yeah, so our final thoughts on Fastest One, and I don't know who really wants to go first. I might have played it the longest out of all of us because what I really wanted to do was finish the first championship to see if you were offered to get to a better team. Now, according to Wikipedia, because surprisingly, you might be surprised that there isn't a, a playthrough on YouTube of this, (laughs) <laughs> and there's barely any information on this you can find anywhere in English-speaking uh, platforms, at least. Other than Megatech Magazine gave it 29%. And unfortunately, I couldn't find a scan of that issue of Megatech Magazine either just to see what they thought of it. I would have been intrigued to see what people thought of it because I can't seem to find any opinion on it. Places like Game FAQs or anything like that, nothing. Nothing at all. So I did our find opinions a playthrough. Purely our opinions. What mm. our, a playthrough where it wasn't just highlights or a full playthrough. No, a, a playthrough that was only like ten minutes long, and it was just yeah. I didn't I didn't garner any more which information, is, which is not even one practice session. No. So anyway, I I'll I, right. I'll go first then mm. because I spent probably about five or six hours on this. I think. You spent five or six the hours on it. first session, which you can't... You're fucking mad. I'm just trying to work it out, maybe. Because your first practice session, which you can't quit from, is about two minutes a lap. No, I won't have spent five or six hours on it. 
but I spent a long time on it because I, I had to go on it with the practice. I had to go on it for a qualifying. and I couldn't crack the qualifying, so I thought I was doing something wrong. So I turned it off. I then came back to it and I streamed it on this channel on twitch.tv forward slash pixel hunt pod to give it some proper attention. And I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I spent two and a half hours on it yesterday streaming it. Uh, we had Charlie Fire dropped in, Lewis from London Retro Video Games popped in. Uh, someone popped in and said, oh, I remember this game from when I was a child. I loved it. I went, right, well, if you loved it, can you tell me how to play it? Sure, sir. So I don't think they were native English speakers. And then they never spoke again. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know whether they, they regretted getting involved or they mistook it for a, a PC Engine type game, which these dudes also released or whatnot. But Well, maybe someone had him stuffed and mounted as the only person who enjoyed playing it. And they're yeah, in a museum. Probably, yeah, human entertainment will have him in. He's probably one of the bloody developers. <laughs> oh my God, someone's playing it. I love this game. And then I'm just sat there going, this Pile is shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tronads. Tronads just dropped to the stream. He's lying. He's not played it at all, he says. <laughs> I have, unfortunately. So based on that earlier aborted <clears throat> version, that early, early aborted attempt that I did, I went back and give it some proper, try and tweak my car, change the wings, change the tires, try different tires, try different steering mechanisms. I always got roughly the same time in, in my practice on the first two tracks. I couldn't qualify at all on the first two tracks. Nowhere near. A good 10, 15 seconds off qualifying. No matter what I did, no matter how I tried, it just seemed to be rock hard. And I can't see what I was doing wrong. I can't read the instructions because they're in Japanese. There's no English website that's dedicated to it. So I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or it's just hard. And as I said earlier, because you couldn't qualify, if you don't qualify and you get two stabs at qualifying, you have to sit and watch the Grand Prix play without you, which is eight laps at two minutes each. So you might as well just go and make a sandwich and then come back because you can't quit it. You can't skip it. You can't change the car that you're watching. So invariably you're watching the car in the middle of the the track and not where all the action is. It's just, just odd. Uh, yeah. The corners come up too fast. The corners are far too fast for you. You can't. Yeah, you, you end up just slowing down when the arrow pops up rather than actually racing. You, don't, you go, oh, an arrow's popped up. Time to slow down. Um, oh, now I can gauge yep. the corner. Time to speed up. I did see a glimmer of hope yesterday. When I'm going to call it a day. You turned the first it off. Two rounds. <laughs> no, I stayed on for San Marino, and that track plays like a really, really good track. All the corners are long, smooth. All you need to do is ease off. You don't have to brake. There's lots of chicanes. It's a really, really good track. I thought I'd nailed it. Went into the qualifying. And it started raining. We've been not, we've been not putting rain tires on. And then on the second qualifying, it wasn't raining, and I finished half a second just outside the qualifying. And that was it. Then that was the straw that brought the camels back. I just I couldn't go back to it. And I believe that if if you don't win any races, no team, quite rightly, no team's going to come come along and and have you and have you join their team. 
Mm. So I honestly can't see how you can progress in this unless there's something. Surely they're not wrong. expecting but you to win, though. Like if you're if you're a back marker like in the Formula qualify. One, you're not expected to get to the front. No, no, I'd like to qualify. I couldn't even qualify. Well, yeah. Yeah. So the only thing that I can think of in the instructions, and we've seen it, I'll put a link in in the show notes. There is a there was a an analog joystick that seemed you had to be an octopus to control it. Yeah, it seemed to have about fifteen buttons. It's a analog control. It was mental. So yeah, it had like yeah, it had analog controls, and then it had like eighty-four buttons on it. So you'd have like all of your fingers in use, plus your nose, the tops of your ears, and your cock and balls, just to be able to actually utilize <laughs> the buttons on the controller. <laughs> it looked like an Apple turnover with with some buttons on it. It looked Big like thing. it looked like someone had got a ball of play-doh and thrown it into some skittles. I, I, I've tried and tried and tried with it. And I like to think that we're pretty good gamers. I'm not saying we're, we're world beaters, but we're not slouchers. And none of us could get anywhere near the qualifying I didn't, at all. I didn't even bother. I just got that bored at practice that I couldn't skip it. That I started playing it. I got like three laps in and I was thinking, this is making me want to kill myself. So I stopped playing and went, I'll come back to this another time. <laughs> and then I came back to it again. And then it was like, no. And then we were going to do the pod last Thursday. So I thought, oh, I'll go out again today. And I went on it last Thursday. And then I went, no, I'm just not doing it. And then I did it again this afternoon. I thought, right, I'm going to do it. And then I went, no, I'm not. It's too shit. I'm not allowing myself to get sucked into this barrel of shite. And racing games are my thing, right? You know, the, yeah, your thing, the amount they? of money I've invested. I've got the I've got a gaming seat hooked up to um, two different makes a steering wheel two different sets of pedal i've got two different um gear shifters you know so i've got a hand custom made handbrake um i've got um the vr set up and all of this is for racing games you know i absolutely adore racing games and even shit ones i can enjoy and have a good time with but this has just killed it you know, I like that's the first racing game I've ever played. I just can't play. I just, I just could not do it. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Like you say, we're like peeking through a letterbox at a shit race. Like pole position from arcade <laughs> kicks the shit out of this. They've, they've managed to take pole position and add some, add, add like a simulation aspect to it. And make it worse than pole position. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, at its core, it is pole position, but they've gone, oh, yeah, it's no good that the map's there where you can still see your car. What we need to do is we need to put the map here across the top so you can't see shit. And all these player names, there's no no point in them being there. Let's just do that. Now, let's leave them basically a 30-centimetre ruler across the screen where they can squint and try to race. It's fucking shit. It's disgusting. And then um, I, imagine I've I've got I've got this going through an OSSC from I'm playing it on original lab, but going through an OSSC into a 55 inch telly. Uh, imagine trying to play this on a 17 inch portable TV. I know. Imagine like back in the day, like crouched over. It'd be absolute awful. So I mean, it's awful anyway. Yeah. But um, and then yeah, you, you've got a, it's all menus. This is took. Like, this is to action games. This is like, it's like trying to pass classic adventure on Amstrad 
off as fucking <laughs> Dark Souls. You know what I mean? That is how far away this is from a racing game. It's just not. It's not even a game. It's like, you don't play it, it's playing you. It's just laughing at you. So, yeah. In short, no, thanks. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, all right. I'll... I'll give you my score. You can give your score, and then we'll let Daniel just cap this off mm. because um, it's. I guess I've just sat here and just watched you two lay into it. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying, it's trying, Anything it's like trying to, to find add? Water in the desert. Yeah. Oh, I can give so a positive. I, I, let me give two positives. One, the sound. Does that make a negative? The sound effect to the cars when it first starts. Them samples are good. When it very on first, the menu. yeah, that's quite nice. On the title screen, yeah. Two, when you do go into two-player, um, all the stupid menus and all the everything's gone. And actually, the two cars do have a reasonable amount of screen. And I would imagine that would probably be quite fun um, with a, a friend. So mm, there, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you, your score is mine one. 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 Right, and okay. that's only because of the vrum vrums at the beginning and the battle mode. <laughs> right. Well, for me, I'm giving it a point for its ambition, which you can't fault. <laughs> what, what, did it, what were its ambitions to because be the shittiest game I on think, earth? I think they're trying to... Yeah, I think they've shot for the moon and hit the end of the garden. <laughs> but at least they've tried. They've tried to do something different. It's not come off. Uh, another point for, as you say, the battle versus mode, because mm. that, that would have been fun with a friend. Mm. And all right, they can have three of them for the vroom vrooms at the start. So, so it gets a three. Uh, gets a three out of ten. Uh, because because I, I did see a glimmer of hope when I played that San Reno course. It played, if that had been the first one, you would have felt it was a challenge, a harsh challenge, but it did feel like a racing game. It just, I just had to go through 10, 30, 40, nearly two hours to get to that experience, which is not on. I think I've given a two out before, and this is worse than that, so it's a one. Well, come on, Dan. Go on, Daniel. Spaffy ginger knowledge all in my face. I'm going for a two as well, but things I think you've missed out <clears throat> are if you know Formula One and you know the race courses, you can actually more or less follow those tracks quite closely. You don't need that map. I mean, you, you do, it helps. But uh, Monaco, for example, you start off on the straight, you turn right up the hill towards a casino, and they've even got some elevation change. Yes, there's, there's none of that. Um, background and none of the scenery is there. Did you get that far? The map, uh, no, 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 I didn't get that far. But I, I, I mm-hmm. um, watched someone online play it. But That's you so can Christ. follow, you can follow the course and go. Oh yeah, they've actually mapped out the course. What they've tried to make is a simulation before the hardware was ready for them to make a simulation. Jeff Crammon's Grand Prix that came a year after or two years after this is much better. Obviously, it's a PC, but. They, they would you can have see kind what of, they were trying to do. They would have kind of been better making it more like a football manager, maybe going down that route um, and actually going, okay, this is a, a management sim for an F1 
te- aspiring F1 team or something like that. That bit, might have been a bit better. A bit like, wasn't Scale Electric on the 8 bits like that? I can't. Didn't you have to build a track and it played itself? Yeah, I think some, something like that. But, it, but like I said, if, I think Maybe, if you're more, more yeah. of a strategy kind of uh, element to it and managing budgets and things like that, if they'd have just left it as a menu simulator and forgotten about the driving, it would have probably worked out okay. And if they'd have focused on the driving and forgotten about the sim, it probably worked out okay. There's, the annoying thing is, it's so close to almost being... this. It's 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 terrible, not getting away from that fact. It's, it's definitely a two for me, but mm. it's there are a few things they could have done that could have turned it into probably like a seven, East, mm. quick, that, that bigger jump, because all the, the, that big... The map at the top didn't need to be in its own section. That could have been overlaid on the image. The yeah. information at the bottom didn't need to be there all the time. That could have just been overlaid in the same way that it wasn't Supernico GP. And the the sprite of the car looked good. The sounds, all right, the sounds weren't great. But the 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 cornering, if the cornering hadn't have been so bad, having to slow down so much, the steering mm. was awful. It didn't ever feel like there was a brake button either when I was trying to brake and slow down. Just didn't seem to be able to knock any speed off the car if they'd have just scaled up the sprites got rid of that top bit just adjusted the the steering it's almost like they've made it run out of time and also the the cornering no matter how hard left or right you turned on those corners you never cornered and i don't know if that was because the track only seemed wide enough for one vehicle the angle was almost not wide and just needed to be up, just elevated a little bit, just so you could see more of the track. It just, you just, the cornering was awful on this game. And for for a racing game, if you can't get your cornering right, it didn't. It just didn't feel nimble. It like it was like moving a brick. And I think as well, this did not look like a sixteen bit game. You know, it just didn't. No, it no, didn't actually. No. Saying that, it looked like an eight bit, didn't yeah, it? Really, very what's, much so. What's frustrating as well is if you. Go and look at their SNES F1 pole position, which came a couple of years after this. It's poles apart, no pun intended. It is ridiculously different. It's 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 a world apart, and and the the, the SNES wasn't that much more powerful than a, than a Mega Drive. I think they were more or less on a par, weren't they? God, yeah, Jesus Christ! There's a it's literally night and day. That I'm just looking at a screenshot yeah. now of that pole position. It is, yeah. You, you would never, ever, ever, ever put those games side by side and make, they were made by the same people. The user interface on this pole position as well, they've got the map to the left overlaid. You know, they've mm-hmm. got... Uh, it, it, it looks tidy as, you know, so... And it looks it, it looks to play a lot better as well, and that's the point I'm making. It's so close to be... You can see what they've tried to do with it, but they've mm-hmm. dropped so short in just a couple of areas... And if they'd have just improved those areas, it'd have just gone, you know, mm. upwards and, and scored much higher. But as it is, it's basically unplayable. It's shite. Yeah. So out of a potential 30 Awoogas, it's got five. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Great. Wow. 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 I think that puts it officially at our worst game of the entire is that worse? Yeah. It's been worse than any NES game we've played. Yeah, exactly. But I think it, well, I think that's. I don't justified. think it is. Yeah, I do. 
I think it definitely, yeah. definitely is the worst game we've played. So at least it's got that accolade. Hotterman Nut Jatai Tankan was bad. You can, can rest is... easy now, Kai. <laughs> yeah. So before we get on to talking about what we could have played instead of Fartist 1, have you got a fun fact, Dan? Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. Well, it's it's a tenuously... I have in my hand a piece of paper. <laughs> it's a It's fact. a tenuously linked fact. There's not much interesting about this game. One of the designers for the game, I mentioned him earlier, Masato Masuda, was best known for his work on pro wrestling for the NES. You say Masato. The Fire Pro Wrestling game. <laughs> he passed away at 49, but he yeah. mentored a man by the name of Goichi Suda. Goichi Suda? Also known as Suda 5-1, Suda 51. Ah, who founded beautiful joke, guy. manufacturer. Yeah. Yes, when human... Yeah, when Human Entertainment went under, he found a Grasshopper Entertainment, and he is the somewhat eccentric director behind such games as Killer7 and No More Heroes. Mm. So without Masato Masuda and this game, you might not have ended up with um, what you get from Suda 5-1 or 5 Well, that's, it's worth it then cool. uh, for Beautiful Joe alone, which is one of my all-time favourite games of all time. But there you go. So he's he's an offshoot of, of this Indirectly, I suppose. Mm. What else could we have been playing then? Go on. For letter F. Just to make it even more depressing. Come on. We could have been playing FIFA International Soccer, the original, where it all started. Oh, that would have been interesting. 1993 on the Mega Drive. At the the outside of the last episode, I didn't want FIFA. I was begging not to get FIFA. After about 10 minutes of playing this, I thought, fuck, I wish I'd have got FIFA. No, I, I would have, I'm not into football games, really. I don't think I've played one extensively since Pro Evolution Soccer 4, but it would have been nice to see where it began. You could have been playing Flicky, arcade conversion of the popular arcade conversion on the arcade conversion, which is the uh, constantly rotating collect bird platformer thing. They've got an arcade club. It's a very fun game. I enjoy it in short bursts. It's for the birds. Liked it. You could have been playing flashback. Flashback, as in flashback, flashback. The follow up to another world. As in another world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Delphin Software's flashback. Lovely game that. It is a beautiful game, and it still looks lovely now. Mm. I wouldn't have even need to have played it. Play it. I must. I must finish that game about twenty times. But yeah, it's good. Is that? (laughs) It's brilliant, isn't it? There was also a release of Fatal Fury on the Mega Drive. I, I rented that from a game shop once. Fatal Fury. The, the beat em up. Yeah, yeah with, Fatal Fury, um, King of Fighters. Mm. But it wasn't... I've, it's difficult to explain unless you read it, but it's Fatal Fury, King of Fighters, but it's actually, I think, the Fatal Fury, which was the first Fatal Fury on the, on the Neo Geo, not the separate King of Fighters franchise that spun off from Fatal Fury. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think I think it's the first, it's a, it's a part of that first ever Fatal Fury. Now, I tried playing this recently in my arcade and I'm still terrible at it. It's only got four buttons. I just can't get on with it. 
Yeah, I Psychic remember playing it as a kick. kid. I sort of rented it. Um, it's one with Terry Borg and his hat. Um, yeah. And it only, you've only got a three-button pad with the... Oh, do you start? I can't remember, but I remember thinking it, it wasn't much cop, if I'm honest. I've never, I've never, well, got four, I can't got... get into them. I can't get into these Fatal Fury King of Fighter games, but somehow they keep going, so there must be something I'm missing. Yeah. And finally, Fantasia, which is Mickey Mouse Mickey Fantasia, Mouse. Yeah. which was, yeah, uh, an arcade typical of, it was just another platformer in the same way, Castle of Illusion, Lion King, etc. I don't think I ever played it. It's good as Castle, Castle of Illusion. Expected. It looks bloody lovely. Well, will it? I don't know. I think what we should probably do is, rather than say what else could we have been playing, when we get some turd like this, we should have probably played these instead. <laughs> and at least we could, we'll spend the podcast talking about fire through a few of the others. Yeah. And that's, that's the games, the games that we could have been playing, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, he, she, her, they, them, whatever. That's what we could have been playing. We've got a bit of feedback. Just a little bit of feedback. This couple of feedback. Well, three three pieces of feedback. Three One feedback. from Drone Army and also from Happy Dude UK, who basically said E swap for the letter E that we should have been playing. Which is a good shout. I don't know if we covered that. I don't know if we covered that in as games that we should have been playing for E. We did. We, might have done. we did. Yeah, yeah it would definitely pop up, yeah. Maybe I due to character limitations, maybe that's when I put that on Twitter. I didn't I didn't include it, but absolutely, yeah. Eastwatt is a good shout. And Sean Holly from that 10 pence arcade, that that groovy mob. They uh, Sean recommended he said have you ever played Element of Master? If not, you should do because it's brilliant. That's the one that's for like a, a Dino Ricky, but with magic. Yeah, top down yeah. shooting type thing, yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the feedback. Come on then. So should we get Randomizer's dad in and see what See what game he's got for us. Gee. I've had it with Randomizer's yeah. dad now. <laughs> once once burnt, that's it. Yeah. A man's got one chance. <laughs> so it's funny. Like, hey, my son, um, when the lockdown kicked in um, last year and we were at home, he wanted to see his granddad. And my, gra- and my dad were like, no, I'm not coming around. There's a lockdown on. And Ace went to me, I've had it now with your dad. He disowned him as a granddad. It was so long I've had it with your dad. Is he still, is he still staying true to that? No, no, he's, he's made up with him now. But yeah, no, right, come on go. then. Let's see what we can get let's for. Let's go call on Randomizer's dad. Sir, is this your car? Nope, it's yours. What? What do you want? Not interested. Want a G? I've got nothing for you. Not that kind. No, G is G for get lost, you dickhead. <laughs> G is for great big dickhead. G is for gormless dickhead. Dash face. The worst thing is you're here. You might as well have. A bloody game. This letter G is Ghostbusters. Ooh. Which is what I, I'm going to turn you right into, you daft guys. Just in ghosts. 
I couldn't get you. Awesome, mate. You scared? Baby! I hate you! I hate you! I hate you! I hate you! Is this a different Ghostbusters to the Ghostbusters that I'm expecting, or is this a reworked wow. version of the Commodore 64 one? This is a completely different version Ooh. of the Commodore 64 and all those eight bits from um, Andy Crane, or whatever it was called. <laughs> What's it called? Who oh, developed Pitfall? I don't know. And I'm gonna have a Ghostbusters. Quick oh man! Before we finish, is this one with all the big heads? Yes, yeah. I'm just looking at a screenshot now. Japanese big head style, which has got a term. Yeah, it has. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, sniper's oh, dream. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's. Uh, oh, yeah, I never played it this. It was so very well received. Be, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've I've ever seen this. Yeah, I'm quite interested. This definitely looks like actually there might be a nuance of fun a little smidge a little soups on rather of uh, joy to be had hopefully <laughs> it could be bloody spooky fun could be, be and it ties in nicely to the fact that they've just released the trailer for the new ghostbusters film if only we got today? money for that yeah Oh, was wow. that today i knew it was going to drop I didn't know yes i watched it today and it looks tomorrow a bit tasty Oh, I saw good. the teaser one from about 12 months ago, which I was... No, there's a about. proper one. There's a proper one, and it does look proper good. good well, that's good. very timely, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely mm. wonderful. Let's forget about Fastest One and move on to better things. Yes, let's. I agree. Anyway, that that is it for this episode of the best retro gaming podcast you've never listened to <laughs> pixel hunt podcast thanks for listening we love you a long time and if you want to reach out to us you can come and grab us on our discord which is in the links on the two on the on the podcast and that what? you can get us um on the internet at www.pixelhuntpodcast.com have you done twitter and instagram no, well, get us on there then at Pixel Hunt Pod. <laughs> you can you can watch us stream this podcast, record this live with all the bits we take out in, at, and stream the games that we play at twitch.tv forward slash Pixel Hunt Pod. Are you actually recording this to be put on the Twitch stream? Okay, so yes, yeah. you can you can listen, you can watch it there and see all the bits that we think are not socially acceptable to air. <laughs> Um, during the live recording, <laughs> all the best bits, and you can drop us, yeah, and you, you can drop us an email if you really want at howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. And I will finally say until next time, keep on keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast, playing, playing the games, games so you have to. to. <laughs> In unison. <laughs>